But yeah, I mean, if you want to take it off, then we can. I dive guess in. so. All right, so we have uh, Matt here today for the Dune podcast. Sir Matt from Bend the Knee, Super Games Bros, Matt and Ez Show, Wheel of Time, and Hyperspace Hangout. Did I leave anything out? <laughs> uh, no, I think that probably covers okay, it. Good. Yeah, so absolutely. Good. I got. I yeah. got it. I got it down now. So, anyways, yeah. <laughs> And we will be breaking down the uh, Dune movie uh, by Dennis Villanueva. How do we say his last name? Do you know? I believe it's uh, Villanueva. It's, it's French, Villanueva? right? Villanueva. I think it's French. Yeah, yeah. Dennis made this movie, so we'll we'll call him. We'll refer to him as Dennis. <laughs> um, but uh, I was going to ask you: Do you have any um, any book knowledge? Have you read anything? Do you have anything outside of just the movie? You know, you know. So my brother, my oldest brother, is like die-hard Dune fan. I mean, die-hard Dune fan has always talked about it. Really, the only thing I knew about Dune going into it was it's an old book that's like you know pretty much the birth of science fiction. I mean, I think I think I think it's kind of like this and two thousand one Space Odyssey is like your truest science fiction. Um, and he's like always, always preached to me about like how good the book is. And it's like a single favorite book ever. Um, and then I knew that there was a movie and it had sting in it. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> that was really like sort of my knowledge. And I kind of went into this thinking, you know, I think I actually want to go into this blind, like not knowing anything about it. And I left being like, I need to know everything yeah, <laughs> about yeah. it. Like, that's when you know, that's that's when they get it right. Like, I've, I've just seen, for the most part, really positive, um, positive posts on it on Twitter. I haven't seen anybody shitting on it too much. Um, if anything, people just make fun of Timothy Chalamet, which at this point, the kid is like 27 years old. So I think we could leave... Yeah. to me alone at this point but um like you said it, it it i think a lot of people got this feel if they weren't familiar with, with the with the book or anything or i mean the books uh you know that it just left this sort of wanting to know more and um when you have you know new verbiage and language in films like Everybody has weird names except for Paul and Jessica, right? Like, um, yeah, you know, I know what. <laughs> and so, yeah, so that's pretty. That's pretty random. But like, if that stuff kind of sticks to you, if you remember certain words, or if they kind of just like ear, you know, no pun intended, earworm you, it's like you're. I don't know. That's 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 when you know you made a really good movie because like I have ADHD, so if like if if the things don't stick to me. If I watch the movie, I can appreciate a movie for how it looks and how people acted. But if like the plot and the words and what they're trying to say doesn't stick, then it's kind of like, you know, I'll have to watch it five more times. But like after the first watch, I was like, like, this is so cool. Like everything about it, all the, you know, the, the worm being named Shai Halud, the Benny Jesserit, the, uh, you know, a trait, House of Trades just sounds so fucking cool. So cool. Like so cool. It just it was a really cool movie. Based off of something that I feel like people probably in that fandom haven't felt like it has been seen as cool in quite some time that right. like, you know, you've got 
Jason Momoa, Josh Brolin, Oscar Isaac, Rebecca Ferguson, yeah, the, the coolest. Yeah, the, the cast for this is insane. I remember I posted on Twitter and I was like, okay, so basically Aquaman, Thanos, and Poe Dameron go to the desert where they have to take down you know, Drax and Bootstrap Bill Turner. Bootstrap okay? Bill Turner. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this cast is insane. Like, what is even going on here? Yeah, it's just, and it's just spot on. And, like, um, my mom was asking me, she's like, what's wrong with Timothy Chalamet? And I was like, I have nothing. I think he's a great, like, actor. Um, and I was like, I, I honestly didn't know him from anything other than this. I, like, had to even look him up. And even looking at him now, I'm like, I don't know. He hasn't really been in anything that I even know. I've seen him in, in one one independent film, and it was he played right. a high school student, so it wasn't really anything to kind of like go off of. But um, so he was in he was in Interstellar. Um, oh yeah, he played Matthew McConaughey's uh, son, I think. Yeah, so he's in he's in Interstellar, and then he's in a bunch of stuff. I just i'm just totally like unfamiliar with i mean they all sound like either just sort of smaller movies or just things i don't know if they were you know one and two the adderall diaries <laughs> love the coopers miss stevens hot summer he was in lady bird lady that's um, the one i saw him in which is actually like uh it's a pretty good it's a great movie about a mother and like high school daughter relationship. Um, and yeah. he plays the guy that she, you know, I think she's interested in, in him or she dates him. He's, he's the dude in the movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to see that because it has, um, and I always forget how to pronounce her name. So, uh, Sorosi. Uh, uh, I think, is it? Not how, do you, Sorsha. how do you say it? Uh, Sorsha Ro- Rohan, Ronan. Sorsha. Yeah. Okay. You're right, yeah, Sorsha. Because she is in the Grand Budapest Hotel, which is, like, one of my favorite movies ever. I don't know nice. what it is about this movie. I just love it. Yeah, I like, uh, who's that? Um, Paul Thomas Anderson or Wes mm-hmm. Anderson? I know they're brothers. Wes Anderson's, okay. Wes Anderson's the, yeah. Yeah. But it has, uh, it has the guy who plays Voldemort, and but it's also got William Dafoe. And, Adri- yeah, I think really, Adrian really Brody's good. in it, uh, who mm-hmm. I just saw pop up on Succession last night. Um yeah, no, she's she's really good. She would actually, she'd be really badass in like uh like a Star Wars setting. Oh like, yeah, you need more like Irish oh, yeah. people in Star Wars, you know. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and speak, speaking of, um, I think like a long time ago, I was thinking of like something like who would be good in like Star Wars, and I think I posted it on Twitter, and um, Alex or not Alexander, but Stellan Skarsgård, the guy that played the. The bootstrap bill, the the worm guy in Dune. Right. I think he could yeah. be really good in like a Inquisitor or like Imperial type role, or even like a cool old Jedi. That's yeah. I well, he's in he's uh he's in the Disney. You know, he was he's in Pirates, mm-hmm. and he's in uh, he's in Marvel. He is uh, uh, what's the Loki, his name? the Loki um, stuff, the Doctor. He's uh yeah, yeah. Doctor Kenneth Braun. Yeah, is his name. Yeah, he's the. The, the scientist, yeah. Yes. So he's already he's already in. I mean, you're you're already in the Disney sort of making the sort of group there. Yeah, but he yeah he was great. So um, so I guess like what did I guess we I guess we need to sort of sort of piece this together. So the movie is really like half the book from everything yeah, I've, like I've half seen. Of the first one, I think. 
Yeah, the, fir- the so the first book, there's a handful of books. Um, there's really like 30 from what I from like I had to, I had to do some research. There's like 30 yeah. books, but I the, but the original author only wrote so Frank Herbert yeah. only wrote so many of them. He he died. His son started writing more, but so there is some like you know canon argument amongst uh, like I, the Dune I, fans. I I could imagine. Um, there's uh a podcast that I was listening to, um, the last podcast, uh, on the left guys, um, yeah, one of them was super into Dune. So anytime you, you know, listen to an episode every now and then, like he'd make a funny Dune reference or whatever. So I started to kind of just have this sort of like a little bit of Dune, you know, and the words starting to like get in my head over like the last year or two. And so they went Spotify exclusive, uh, I think like a year ago. And so Spotify Mm -hmm. asked, the Henry guy and one of the other dudes on the network, if they would do like a Dune series, like, Hey, could you do like an eight week long, you know, go through the books, talk about Frank, whatever. And so I listened to all those episodes, you know, knowing the book was, or knowing the movie was going to come out, but not reading the book. And our friend Jimmy has read the book. He's done uh, a YouTube video on it. So I watched him talk about it and break it down a little bit. Cause like, you know, I'll remember some things, but I'm not going to remember enough to, like, spoil the whole deal. I think there's so much Dune knowledge that, like, it'd be hard to, it would be really hard to spoil uh, what really goes down. I think I have an idea of, like, the art of everything that goes down. But long story short, for eight weeks, I listened to these two guys freaking talk about Dune. They got into Frank Herbert's life and how, like, yeah, like, uh, you know, he was super into his work. Uh, you know, by the time before he died, like him and his wife were divorced. He didn't spend a whole lot of time with his, you know, kids or whatever. He married some hot young chick before he died. And then I think the son eventually was like, I think somebody approached him and it was like, if we do this right, would you want to continue the story? And he was like, you know, might as freaking well. So that's pretty much, that's pretty much my knowledge on this stuff is that like, you know, Frank Herbert, you know, like you said, the sun picked up the stuff and like now it's a really, really big universe when it was already kind of pretty fast and, and wide already. Yeah. I mean, it seems awesome. I mean, I'm like, after, after watching this one movie, I mean, I'm, I'm in, I even actually watched, started watching YouTube videos of people comparing them. Um, and let me say, actually, given the technology that they had back in the day, like the whatever must be eighties, eighty three or something like that movie that has Sting obviously in it. The David um, Lynch. I mean, it has other David Lynch, right? Sting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it obviously has other people in it too, but I mean, that's just who I always uh, think of. Um, I think they did a good job back in the day, given what they had, given the technology that they had. Like looking at it side by side, I'm like, this. I think they did a uh, a decent job with it, especially back then trying to do something like, it's not like today where every single piece of intellectual property is, you know, getting an adaptation exactly. to see which one works. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's like a real sort of, uh, you know, swing, uh, <laughs> just swing for the fences back, back then. But and yeah, I mean, you didn't so, have that outside, you didn't have that outside social media like bubble where people are right. constantly talking about it in this, this one space, like you said, it's like if you didn't read the books or pick them up at the library, like you're not in a chat room, you know, uh, mm-hmm. chatting with other dorks reading this book. You're kind of just, yeah. So you'd see, you'd go to the, you'd go to the drive-in movie theater or you know whatever, and you'd see 
Dune. Like, uh, okay, I, and I don't know. As many times as you can before it's like before it's just gone forever. Before it's gone. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So okay. Well, uh, I mean, what did let's dive into the movie. I mean, I mean, what is so like start to finish with your so with your sort of knowledge of it, and I guess I can say with my with my knowledge of it going in, I now obviously know a lot more. I know how most of I know how the story in the second one will go, and some of the stuff in the in the in the future ones. I mean, what did you what did you think? I think. Um... You know, obviously, this is going to be spoilers for the movie, and for sure. maybe potentially for the book. I don't, I don't know, but um, I okay. So I just had gotten into Blade Runner maybe a couple months ago. I'd never really, I've, I'd seen it once, didn't pay enough attention to it. So uh, I got locked into this sort of sci-fi, uh, you know, later LA world, this sort of synthy music that they do throughout the score and stuff. And so a few years ago, Blade Runner 2049 came out, and that was by uh, Dennis. He did that already. A lot of people call it his audition for Dune. So so long story short, um, I've been watching Blade Runner 2049 a lot lately, too, like kind of over and over. And it's, you know, the way the shots in Dune are, you can tell that Dennis knew exactly how he wanted it to look. He had the means to make it look how he wants it to look, and like, um, like you said, you add, you add a, a popping off at adapted script, you add a fucking fire cast to it, and you already have people kind of being pumped and amped for it, anyways. So I think Dennis brought his own kind of sci-fi crowd with him, and um, I just between you know, Timothy's relation or, uh, Paul's relationship with his mom, Jessica, I thought that was done really well. Cause sometimes mother son relationships either are like done really weirdly in movies or, Pokey. yeah. Or like the, you know, or the, the kid hates the mom, whatever. Or I just thought that was really well done. Um, you know, knowing that the Benny Gesserit were, was this like witchy space witch coven and like that she, I knew that she was part of this group and I knew that she's like only allowed to have your I think you're only supposed to have daughters so she kind right. of like fucked up there having Paul and so like watching the actress in the scene when the when the Benny Gesserit show up and he puts his hand in the box watching her stand outside that door just not knowing if she was going to come back and he was going to be alive or not, probably assuming that he was going to be dead. I thought that was really well done. Um, the, the, just a part, you know, outside of just how beautiful it looked and the planets and these places that don't exist. Oh, the I movie. The relationships were so gorgeous. great. Like Oscar yeah. Isaac, <laughs> I was so dumb when I put it on for the first time. I'm looking at him, Oscar Isaac and Timothy Chalamet, like walking next to each other. And I'm like, damn, he looks like he could be his son. And then five seconds yeah. later, I'm all, that is his son uh, in the movie. So yeah. they did that, the the scene where they're at the, the graves before they leave the first planet, mm-hmm. how he says, like, I've only ever needed you to be my son. I thought that was really good. Um, so, yeah, I really liked uh, the, the, the emotional aspect of this movie was right up there with the visual aspects. And I think I appreciated that, like, the most. And that's why it, like, stuck to me versus, you know, oh, cool, they did Dune. Like, it looks really good. Like, there's sandworms and suits and, (laughs) like, 
the dragonfly helicopter, like the helicopters that Super look like cool. dragonflies. <laughs> Super cool. Yeah, the whole the movie is. I mean, first and foremost, the movie is stunning. If there's ever a movie that is meant for IMAX, this is that movie. It is a the the biggest shame of this movie is that it obviously, you know, was created. In a, in a time in which we are having a global pandemic and not as many people are going to the theater in order to see it because this movie is just meant for it. Now, fortunately, um, I have, uh, and I had to actually measure it the other day because um, I was like, how, how, how big actually is the screen? The house that we, our house, um, we have a projector nice. uh, in our, did you get in, the, in our did living you get room. Did you do the aspect ratio the way it's supposed to? I don't know. It's just I don't know. I just I just press play and it and it and it goes. But it's so it's it's actually so I actually have it's like it's like an eight it's like a eighty four inch screen and it's like just couch and then like projector yeah. where your TV would be. So it's like a really small room. So it's really nice um, to be able to watch, even though I it's not like that. it's not like a four K projector or anything. But, but still, still, it's just yeah. really it's really cool just having it at that large of a screen. Um, and I was watching it in a day where I was just home by myself. And so I turned off all the lights and which I don't normally do when I, when we have like TV or whatever yeah. on. And so I was like, I could really just sit there. And for me, it's, it's pretty much the same as being in a movie theater. And it was just such a cool experience because the shots in this are just so big and grand. Huge huge and it's gorgeous even though it's in the desert i actually had to look it up where they filmed it um they're filming in jordan oh shit uh, the country, okay yeah that makes the country sense. the country of jordan is where a lot of the the desert um was filmed which is really cool because it you know so often when when we you know when people film stuff in the united states in the desert it's like pretty obvious that it's like california vegas arizona like that or like uh, west, that. Te- west texas like it's like <laughs> You know, the we desert, get a lot just, of we the, get a lot of stuff in uh, Southern California. I think they did the Mando episode when Yoda when uh, Grogu right. is on the scene stone. I think that's like where people right. people were hiking and they were watching them film it. So like, right. yeah, yeah. So so it's, it's like always yeah. I mean, the, the sand there is just different. It's it, you can just tell it's a different color. Um, you know, it, it's just so the whole thing was just gorgeously filmed from from the get go. Uh, they did. I thought. I thought like their world that they created with just the way they did the armor and the the, the suits, the which look suits. actually, oh, which actually look like identical to the ones from the nineteen eighties. They do. They, I noticed that. Like they did really good with the the pipe, like that piping. Right. That whatever mm-hmm. the, their line system is, it's very sleek and it doesn't look bulky. Like everybody. Like yeah. It. Yeah. So I did. I, I thought that was cool that it was it's almost in a way. And I thought I had actually seen some comments about it um, where they said, like, you know, we actually like we're not entirely going in a different direction from that. Like, it's almost like, hey, if you like it's a it's just a, it's a 21st century version. And so they still sort of paid homage um, to that a little bit, which I thought was really cool while in their own right doing their their um their own thing and so Uh just the visual aesthetics of this movie is one of the prettiest like even though it's just the desert it is just one of the prettiest movies i have seen in a long time just given 
and it's like it's of it's everything those sweeping shots it's like this gold amber right colors orange like, yeah that orangey yeah. perfect for fall like the aesthetic of this movie could not like came out at the oh, perfect time God. of year just with like but that first planet like when the movie opens up I when I watched it again, I was like, I want to pay attention to the first place that they're at. Yeah, Caladan. It, yeah, name, Caladan. Yeah. It's such a stark difference. Like right. they really, like they really show you. Like look at all the surplus of you know the ocean, the waves, the rocks, the grass, all this cool, you know, cool wet, you know, watery things where everything is so abundant, and it's just like, yeah, like Oscar Isaac's character says. Uh, uh, the Duke, you know, he's like, if we can't do spice on this planet, we will die. We will fail. We'll, we'll we die. will go down. It's done. And like, uh, you know, so the stakes are there. Like the stakes are really there. Um, I liked him and uh, Jessica, the Duke and Jessica were character were really cool. One thing I knew going into the movie was that um, these like head of the houses, they kind of like, pick who they have kids with but they marry somebody else right. typically right. um and yeah. he never got married to anybody else so that's why like when he tells her like i should have married you you know it was kind of nice to see a the humanity in him come out and right. say you know fuck the rules i never married anybody else anyways it should have been you um and that actress rebecca ferguson she's swedish but she's been around for the last few years. She was in the Mission, a couple Mission Impossible movies, and she's married. Yeah, Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah, and she's, I want to watch them. Um, I'm not the biggest Mission Tom Impossible Cruise 7. person, but for an action movie, those movies uh, are pretty flipping good. Um, yeah, let me see. She's been in, she was in, oh, so she's been in, she's been in all, yeah, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, Fallout, and she's going to be in Mission Impossible 7. She was in Men in Black International. I didn't see that, that one. That was the Tessa Thompson, um, Chris Hemsworth one, I think. The, uh, right. And then she was in The Rock's uh, Hercules movie. Oh, was she real? Okay, I've seen some pictures yeah. of her in some, like, gowns that were obviously not from Dune. But um, she's married to a horror director named Mike Flanagan, who's super popular right now. He made the... Uh, uh, House on Haunted Hill show on Netflix, I think, or Amazon, uh, Blythe Manor. Anyways, he did um, the sequel to The Shining called Doctor Sleep, and Ewan McGregor, okay. Obi Wan Kenobi. He's uh, he's the main character in the movie, but she is the villain, and her name is like Rose the Hat or something. She wears this like top hat, but like she's really kind of like scary, sexy in this role. Like, she's the bad guy. Like, the yeah, shiny... Doctor, yeah, Doctor Sleep. Dude, yeah. that's the first time I saw her in anything. And I was like, who is this actress? Like, she is so... She's great. She's so good in this movie. And then when she's Paul so finds good. out she's pregnant, like, oh. <laughs> yeah, you know, oddly enough, there's not a lot of dialogue in this movie, it no. feels like. I mean, I'm, sh I'm sure there is, but it just... It, it, it just they they actually do so much without there being like this should be a dialogue heavy movie. or exposition have like they don't bother right. to get into these big yeah explaining everything it's nice that they give you so much imagery that like you said you can kind of put it together like for something that's so vast and descriptive like 
you know, you watch it, you're not really like, did I miss anything there? It's like pretty much like, okay, this, this, this high house, right? They go to the fucking, you know, Arrakis, right? There's already these people that live there, but there's already these freaking slug looking freaking people. David Bautista, the Hark, uh, what are they, the Harkonnen? The Harkonnen, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's just, it's just like all right there. And you know, that's, uh, who Bautista plays, um, Right is well, he's the nephew of oh god, uh, what's his name? Uh, Stellan Skarsgård uh, as the Baron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Glossu Robin um, is who Dave Batista plays, and that is who Sting plays in the. <laughs> and so my, I was thinking, I have two, two of my brothers. I have my oldest brother Jeremy and my younger brother uh, Nick. They've both read it. Um, and Nick, my brother Nick was telling me after he watched it, he was like, "Yeah, he's like actually in the book. He's like, he's like I thought Batista was an odd choice because." Um, he's act like they went in a different direction. He, to, the way he described it, he said Sting was perfect because he actually is this more sort of flamboyant okay. character, not like a ruthless sort of military guy like we see Batista. Um, and so that I was like, oh, okay, that was interesting. But everything that ever anyone who's ever read the book that I've talked to, and just like jokes and memes and stuff I've seen online, is that the book is so incredibly complex. That they're like you have to. There's a glossary in the back. You have to keep going back and forth. Like, what are they talking about again? And I thought they had sort of, I guess, dumbed it down a bit um, because they start off, and the first thing you see is Paul having to use the voice. You know, at the beginning with that, with her, the with glass, his mother, the like, water, you know, yeah, give me the water. water. And so you know right away, okay, there's something. Spe- there, okay, this kid has some power. And then you slowly learn over the thing. Oh, well, his power isn't exactly normal. And then it's almost like <clears throat> you have this sort of, ver- you know, this sort of split going on where it's like his he's got his inheritance from his mother, which is his power, and then the inheritance from his father, which is House Atreides. And it's going to be what is that sort of thing? And at the end, it's sort of like, well, he's going to use both, right? He's he's going to carry on his father's lineage, unite dune essentially um or arrakis and then you know with his power because he's potentially this sort of chosen one um character and i thought the whole i thought the whole thing was really cool i even thought the way they did he kept having visions but then they would be kind of slightly off yeah not or like something. A, an unreliable narrator uh, narrator right and then deal. you and then you'd get to where it happened and it did happen but it happened sort of in a different way um, my own the only the only downside I had to this movie, my really only one sort of complaint about this movie, is I just thought the ending felt like, and I know it's supposed to be a part one, but like the ending just felt kind of like underlived. Like I don't know, it just, it wasn't like he just sort of fights some random guy. Yeah, and. I get it because it's like he's okay now he's going to kill this guy he's never killed anybody before and he's going to sort of become the guy he needs to become but it, it, it sort of felt a little bit and I somebody just somebody uh, I can't remember who said it this way like kind of like the end of the Fellowship of the Ring where it's oh, like absolutely. okay you look and you see Mordor and it's like alright well we still have like two movies to go <laughs> there's um, a few more miles to go before we get to the mountain right but I still feel like the resolve in Fellowship of the Ring there's way more resolve I mean Boromir dies and like the ring and we're all going in different directions like there's way more this is just kind of like okay we crash land okay now we're going to go with the Fremen 
and I killed this one guy who was an idiot to even fight me. Like, there's no reason. Yeah. Sort of. Sort was, of. For, it, I mean, there is in the the bigger story, but just as like, if you're only watching this movie, you'd be like, uh, what? Like, I don't. And then it just ends. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't know there was going to be a part two, it's it's sort of yeah. And it was kind right. of weird because the guy that he fights at the end, um, he had visions of him, but the guy was like nice in the visions, and so as soon as you know, him and his mom, you know, see Zendaya and Javier Bardem and, you know, that little group. Right. The guy is totally opposite from what he was seeing in his vision. So, like you said, like, that's, I'm in, I'm highly intrigued by what the hell his visions right. mean, what they have to say about prophecy visions and stuff like that, because, again, yeah, that was, like, opposite. And if we're seeing... Zendaya's character, you know, pulled the the Shihalu tooth knife out of him right. with a bloody hand. Is that gonna? Are we gonna and see the that opposite never... of that? Like, you know, so right. Yeah, and then some of the visions he has. He has visions of him. Uh, he has visions of him in like this golden armor. Yeah, in the suit, he, in that suit. And and then he has a vision of him at the end riding a worm. Which spoilers, like, is what's gonna what's gonna sort of happen and that and then in the second one and that's kind of like the cool thing and he i guess he he's gonna use the voice because i had to look some of this up he uses the voice and he can sort of control the worms which is awesome um so everything that like my older brother jeremy who's this is like his favorite book ever he sort of told me he was like that he before we're going into it that he's like yeah they're gonna split it up um it makes the pacing a lot better because the original movie is the whole book. And so it's like, man, you really have to cram a lot yeah. considering what we saw. Um, but he's like, but the second half of the book, even from what I sort of read is like all action. So it's going to be when we see it, it in its entirety. And I almost feel like I know it'd be kind of long, but cause there's like a time jump. There's like a two year time jump oh, okay. that happens like right now. So it's, oh, so it's like, in the book, it's like right now he's like two years later, and now he's like sort of you know running the show there, and he's like you know more welcome, and he's like becoming a hardcore sort of warrior with the Fremen. So I almost feel like man, when once you release the second one, release a sort of an abridged version where yeah. it's just one like five hour movie, and like I would watch it because I mean I'll watch Lord of the you know when I watch Lord of the Rings, it's like well all right I'm or gonna sit down for twelve <laughs> 12 hours, exactly, 12 hours, and it's fine, um, because I feel like that's what this really sort of needs, but, yeah, I mean, it's just, like, the ending, it's like, I don't know, and it's, there's so many, it leaves so many questions, and now I have questions about, like, stuff that takes place before it, that's, like, I'm sure. Right, yeah, like, yeah, like, how did we, how did, how, how the hell did Jessica ever end up having a son when she's supposed to have a daughter, what is, exactly, and I, dude, all I know is that the daughter is supposed to be fucking, like, gnarly, like, she comes out, like, a little, like, fucking, um, just pinging little witchy space energy at people and stuff, and then I, I don't know, but, like, have you heard if, like, does Paul become a worm at one point, like, doesn't uh, that okay. I don't know. Okay, I think he I think he becomes like the emperor. Okay, okay, point. God, I hope he does. Because I think <laughs> I think that is the, is the next book that I, I know there's a, I know there's Dune Messiah and then there's D- Children of Children of Dune. Dune? Yes, let's see here. So wow, there. Oh my God, there's a lot of books. Um. So 
Um, wow. Okay, hold on. There's an insane amount of books here. There's like 30. Okay, I'll have to find a different, I'll have yeah. to find a different, uh, a different tab here to um, see which, what, what is sort of the order. The one, the shot of before the Duke, uh, when Oscar Isaac is getting ready to, uh, pass away there and the guy puts the, the, the tooth with the poison gas in it, that shot of Stellan Skarsgård going up into, like, the sky when all the smoky poison is going off yeah. and everybody's dying. And then when they come in with, like, the tubes and he's just up in the, like, it, like, it was almost like a, like, a demon from a, like, scary movie or something. Just this, like, dark entity just, like, just festering in the top corner of the shot. It was so, that was, like, what? <laughs> like, what is this? Well, then, like, yeah, like, the little secret thing. Like, that was a cool oh, scene. Oh, the, yeah, the little, comes uh, out of the wall. Yep. Yeah. Coming out of the wall. Okay, so there is Dune, Dune Messiah, Children of Dune, God Emperor of Dune, Heretics of Dune, and then it keeps going after that. But I believe, I think, like, Dune, Dune Messiah, Children of Dune, that's, like, the, if you're going to read some. And then there's, like, a bunch more after that. It's, like, then there's preludes and, like, all sorts. I mean, there's, like, 30 books. But, um, why well, maybe not, maybe not. 30, I wonder if there's a Dune but, cookbook. <laughs> but I'm sure there probably is. <coughs> That's hilarious. But, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's just such an interesting thing. I will agree, uh, the whole naming thing is just kind of weird. Again, this was written in the 60s, where it's like, we have to save Arrakis with the help of the Fremen and House Atreides with our savior, Paul. Yep. Paul, yeah. like, like, all, I could, all I can think of being raised Catholic is just the religious aspect of it, the Apostle right. Paul. But like, again, then you get Jessica, and I think the sister's name is Aaliyah, which is like, I right. liked Aaliyah. She was pretty cool back in the day before her plane crashed. But like, yeah, it's it's you know, and then you've got Duncan Idaho, and um, right. well, I can't remember fucking Josh's Josh Brolin's character's name. Um, oh, uh, yeah, let me look that but up. But apparently he, he's kind of like a bard character in the book, so, like, um, right. you know, they had him, that's why, like, when Paul was, like, sing me a song instead of fighting me, you know, it was kind of like, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, Gurney. Gurney, Gurney Halleck. Halleck. Yeah, Gurney, Gurney Halleck. Halleck. yeah. And then, um, fucking Jason Momoa, like. Sweet. As, I was into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that last shot, man, when, like, you think he died, but he comes back one more time, and then, like, he when he freaking knocks the the sword things together and he shuts the door to save Paul, that was pretty good. I That 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 was kind of a, uh, not to compare him to Boromir, but that moment to me felt a little bit like when uh, Boromir's getting shot up by the, the Orakai dude, you know, and he gets up one more time to, like, try try to save Mary and Pippin um that that kind of reminded me a little bit that like his that one you know the dude's dead but he gets up one more time right to get one more one more thing in so the people can escape I thought that was pretty good yeah um and then there was another character I remember looking this up so uh Keens Lyat Keens uh she's like the inner inner planetary sort of she's, she's like supposed to serve the emperor as kind of like the transition governor or whatever okay um and then we find out she's fremen and she's the one that uses the worm yeah they, they go like, on a flight with her yeah <laughs> yeah um so in the books it's like some old white guy 
Yeah, that so they, like, they did like a they, they did like a total <laughs> swap there, um, and it's like okay, I was it's cool. I'm like I'm down with it. again. This is one of those things where sometimes people like complain about like race swapping, gender swapping, and it's like uh, I watched the movie. I had no idea anything about it in the yeah. books, and it was it was fine. She was awesome. Yeah, no, so. I, I liked her, and she and again, it's those those last stand people. Like she knew the stakes. She knew that Paul was the chosen one, and like yeah. And she she died for it, you know. And as tragic as that is, you know, I I like that in movies when you see that, like, you know, a character or some something is bigger than everybody else. And um, uh, if you ever do get into the Blade Runner movies, the two thousand forty nine uh, with Ryan Gosling, they they do a good job with that. And Dennis did that movie as well, so I think he has a thing for um, yeah, standing up for the chosen one or like. Right. You know, dying he for did, the chosen um, one. He did, he did the movie. He he directed the movie Arrival. Uh, yeah, as well. that's, like a, that's a really Adams, good. Adams, Hawkeye, the guy who plays Hawkeye. What is uh, Renner? Was, Jeremy Renner. Jeremy. Jeremy Renner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. I remember. I watched that. That was pretty cool. That was a pretty cool movie. I think I've only seen that one once, but um, yeah. No, this guy. He's 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 pretty damn good, and uh, I know he'll get all the the money and budget, and uh, oh, it'll be sure. interesting to see. Uh, who like the new cast members are going to be since you know right. we've Josh Some is gone, Oscar's gone, Jason's gone. Yeah, I don't know that Jason Momoa is dead. From oh. what I gather is he is that he's actually doesn't necessarily in the books he doesn't die there. Isn't there like and, oh, like I think unless it's like they another it, iteration of Duncan Idaho. From what I remember in the one podcast, I think like maybe he does come back, but maybe like different but or something. Different. Yeah, I will say the ma- the sort of magic in this, and the like, the they don't like technology, like your droids, like sort of artificial intelligence and stuff like that. It's all incredibly interesting. Like the world building here is very unique um, and very sort of interesting. And now I do. There's so much more of the world that I need, like the world building that I need to like understand. So I'm gonna have to end up reading. I'm gonna have to end up reading. Oh this yeah, book, me but, too. I've had the audible. Yeah. I've had the audio book on my audible for a long time and like i think at some point last year i probably listened to like the first couple couple chapters i think maybe enough to get to the box the box part but like the narration was a little bit cheesy it was kind of like right. had this if you don't get a good if you don't get an audiobook narrator and i just i can't see myself physically opening the book and sitting with it so i'll have to figure hopefully they'll get like somebody in the cast to narrate it the way andy circus does a the Hobbit yeah. and Lord of the Rings. Now, that would probably, be cool. I would, I would imagine that it would get, given its sort of success, that they will go back and redo uh, a thing of it. Because so box office wise, so it had a budget of 165 million. It did 331 million, which sounds awful, uh, and under normal circumstances would be a disaster. Um, but in COVID, it actually is incredible. Incredibly well. I actually believe I was looking at this um, that it is the biggest pre-COVID movie box office. Wow! Um, Imagine what yeah. the sequel will do with everybody who would have been to watch it. At it would have been a billion-dollar movie. Yeah. I'm sure it would have been. I'm sure it would have been close to yeah. over See, and War- Warner Brothers they know now they know now in what is it 2023 when freaking the second Dune comes out like that's gonna be right. that's gonna be crazy because everybody will go I mean hopefully <laughs> um, everybody will be able to go to the theater and 
And I was telling my sister, I think, um, you know, as kind of a bummer as it is that, like, I know some directors uh, wanted their movies to come out in the theaters and not, you know, they didn't want people watching it at home. Whatever, I get it. But like you said, this is an unprecedented time. And I think there was a lot of people who were at home the night it came out or that weekend and maybe would not have gone to the theater and bought a ticket. Maybe they wouldn't have been like, oh, I'm going to go out and see Dune this weekend. But like, because it was on HBO Max or whatever, they were able to just, hey, I'm just going to throw Dune on. You know what I mean? And I kind of was like that. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to, I guess I'm watching Dune tonight. Like Dune will just, you know, I'll, I'll like you said, I'll just uh, turn off the lights, put it on the TV and we'll, we'll go from there and see how it goes. So I think they'll have a, a little bit of a cushion in terms of their audience because once the second one comes out, there's going to be all these people who watched it at home that are going to be like, let's go see this in the theaters now. Like, let's go see. Yeah, it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, right here. So, so this is just sort of United States numbers. So in the United States, it made $41 million opening weekend, which is, which, uh, is Warner Brothers' best COVID-era thing, which surpassed yeah. Godzilla vs. Kong, which made $31.6 million. Um, then, and this is just U.S. numbers, so this doesn't count worldwide, worldwide numbers. Then it was streamed by 1.9 million people on HBO Max during its debut. So if I just took an average, I just said it'd probably be higher but I took 1.9 million, multiplied it by around eight, we'll just say as a ticket price, it would probably actually be more closer to 10 to 15, mm-hmm. something like that. But that gets you to around $56 million just US for its opening weekend, which is pretty significant. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, that's, that's definitely um, one of those things. So it probably would have done pretty well. Um, and it was at the top of the box office for two weeks in a row until Eternals just came out. Um, and sort of and sort of took it, but it still did uh, did did well. So, you know, you if you consider worldwide, I don't know, it doesn't. I, I don't see streaming numbers for like other countries for with HBO Max or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, I would say you're probably you are maybe closer to almost a hundred million dollars opening weekend, which is insane. I mean, that's that's like that's a mega movie. Yeah. You're gonna make that if you get a hundred million dollars worldwide opening weekend, you're probably you are probably passing five hundred million box office. You know, in between that five hundred to uh, a billion. So, um, yeah, which is awesome, just super super cool. Uh, because I now I want this to do really well, and I think it's gonna. They mm-hmm. have they've got the sequel. The sequel is announced, and it's 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 definitely happening. Um, seems like that was like, like on the table. Like it was like ever they're like all ready to sign the paper, but it wasn't officially announced uh-huh. until they saw how well it did. Yep, they're like, we'll we'll wait till we put the signature on it till uh, the Thursday, the Thursday after it comes out on the Wednesday night. Yeah, but- so it is. Uh, yeah, streaming what numbers? It's the most streamed film overall in the United States uh, during COVID, including anything, including Disney and stuff like that. But of course, HBO Max. All you have to do is simply have it. You don't have to like pay the extra thirty dollars. Yeah, yeah. What a what a joke. That's a joke. Disney's Disney's thing is, is a joke. So, um, sequel is uh, is announced, and then also Dune: The Sisterhood is coming to HBO Max. Um, I wonder what it's that's going to series. If that'll be about like yeah, the, the Benny Gesserit or something. Yeah. So now this actually is, I think it's, uh, it's technically a joint 
collaboration because I believe this is legendary entertainment. Huh. But I think that they're, they're their own. They are. Yeah, legendary is not part of Warner Brothers. They're their own thing. Okay. They're actually more sort of like a Chinese company is ultimately who owns them. Um, but they they often use Warner Brothers uh, for distributing. Yeah, like, okay. It's technically legendary that I think owns the rights to like the. Well, they don't own the rights to Godzilla, but it's like the whole King Kong, whatever. They're the okay, ones that sort of do okay. those. They're the ones that sort of uh, that sort of. Um, they did those movies, the Godzilla Kong movies and stuff like that, in collaboration with Toho. We just uh, uh, we just watched Godzilla. the 2014 Godzilla yesterday. So yeah. Yeah. Who I think that Gareth that, Edwards directed, and I was trying to ask my sister. I know he did a Star Wars movie, and I couldn't remember if it was Rogue One or not. Because if it was, they need to get him to do some more Star Wars stuff. I'll have to look. Uh, Gareth it. Edwards. Yeah. yeah um, Gareth Edwards. Yes, he did. He did the 2014 Godzilla, um, and then he did. Didn't he do Rogue One? Did he? I was going to say, I think no. it's, Ro- no, not Rogue One? Yes, he did. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so they need to get his. Yeah, he has a cameo role as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah they need to get that. him. He did, he did Godzilla and he did um, Rogue One. But yeah, he hasn't, he actually hasn't done uh, anything really since Rogue One. That's too bad because like, I don't know. That one's a really beloved movie now at this point. It's just such a, I don't know. It, it. It, it hits different than the sequels. It, oh, I don't I don't amazing. know if it's because of like it's you know right after like going into like between Revenge and A New Hope that it has that kind of sweet retroy feel to it. But yeah, they need to get him. They need to get him back because yeah. yeah, Godzilla was yeah. done really well. And um, I'm not even. So have you seen any? Person. Have you seen any? Have you seen any of the other ones yet? Yeah, we've done. We've been through. Uh, me and the boys have been through uh, King of the Monsters. I thought that was a good monster movie. The it had the girl from uh, right. Eleven uh, from Stranger right. so that's Things. The, so that's the technically that's the third one in the series. But that takes place after. That's the sequel to the 2014. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you've got what Kong Skull Island, and then Godzilla and then versus Kong. Godzilla vs Kong. Yeah. yeah. Which Hollow Earth? That was that was crazy. That was that was yeah. pretty nuts. I loved Godzilla vs Kong, and again, it was like HBO Max. Boom! You just plug it, and it's so cool. I'm, I'm so, I I I actually hope. I know they're not going to continue this whole like being able to stream movies mm-hmm. like the second they come out. But I mean, it's been great because it's just been like Suicide Squad. It has boom. been. I think it's been. I think it's it. It was a wise decision on. Warner Brothers, Brothers. HBO, yeah, on their end. Um, Again, you know, I'm sure if you're a director, you probably have your own opinions on it, you know. But like, like you said, what the, what the hell else were you supposed to do? Hold these movies hostage? Well, there's more movies. I would have, I would have never watched Godzilla vs Kong. Probably, I probably would have taken my kids. If I wasn't able, if I wasn't able to just (laughs) click play on HBO (laughs) Max, but I, but I can. Um, And there's a movie theater. I mean, like across the street. Um, and it's like a movie theater where like nobody ever goes, and so it's awesome because it's like my nice own little and space. quiet. Yeah, it's it's awesome, but uh, I still it's just the ability to just HBO Max and go. Um, which actually the the rumors right now are that they're actually going to change the name of it because uh, they 
think it's not really that great of a name, which I agree. I um, thought next wh- year they used to have it used to be HBO Go, and to me that just like made sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like for some reason, for like a year, I paid like fourteen ninety nine for HBO Go when I had right. it on cable. I never like linked. My it made account. no sense. There was H. So there was HBO Now. Which was like, yeah. So HBO, yeah, it's like, so you get <laughs> HBO now, I think, was the one you wanted to get if you didn't have it on mm-hmm. cable. And HBO Go was like, you have it on cable. This is just like the app for it, which is incredibly stupid. Um, and then there was a, then there was a separate DC streaming app. Be, and it was like, what are you doing? So now the, the, the thing is they finally have HBO Max, which is working and it's doing well. Mm-hmm. But next year when they merge with Discovery Channel, they're going to rebrand it to something, hopefully something that makes more sense. Yeah. Because <laughs> when you say HBO Go, I don't think, oh, yeah, that's also where I go to watch, like, the Batman animated series and, like, Looney Tunes and Cartoon Network yeah. and stuff like that. You think HBO. So they got to rebrand it. they got to figure And you have to bring in Discovery. So I don't know what they're going to call it. but Yeah, no, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um... One thing though, the got the King, Godzilla versus King Kong, the main guy in it, the blonde guy, uh, the tall, handsome dude, Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, yeah. His dad is Stellan Skarsgård, who is the Baron Bootstrap, Bootstrap Bill Turner. Now we're gonna have we're gonna have Star Wars Oscar Isaac and Marvel Oscar Isaac uh, in this, and now he's just like uh, another space. Imagine having like two huge sci-fi space movies like under your belt like you did star wars and now you're in like dune (laughs) like oh and it was received well and people liked it and people tweet about it he's an x-man oh yeah he's apocalypse yeah yeah so he already did the marvel jump so the sequel um, so I'm looking at so I'm looking at I'm looking at all the production stuff going on with the sequel. So there was a little bit of back and forth um, with Legendary and Warner Brothers when Warner Brothers said, "Hey, everything for HBO Max is going to be able to be watched um, on the on the streaming service. You're all the all the new movies." And there was quite a bit of pushback when that first came out. Even Christopher Nolan uh, was not who was like you know pretty much there like he pretty much works almost exclusively for warner brothers oh yeah um, tenet he had tenet that was right tenet and obviously did yeah and he did he was executive producer for all of all of the stuff Zack snyder's worked on and then of course he did the uh you know the dark knight trilogy um but so he sort of pushed back on it and was saying i remember his quote was something along the lines of like i went to bed working for the greatest movie studio i woke up working for like the worst streaming service um, and so like he had some pushback on it, but apparently legendary was even considering suing, uh, skyrocketing. So they're obviously down now. So, um, now the sequel is set to come out October 20th, 2023, which is, you know, uh, just about two years away, um, from, from the exact thing, but they've said, uh, it will only be coming out in theaters, but again, who knows with COVID, what it's going to be like in 2023, hopefully with all the vaccines we're getting gone. Yeah. Um, I would say that's probably a more likely, uh, experience, uh, situation at this point. But, um, yeah, so it seems like that they're talking about working with their partners at Warner Brothers. So my guess 
would be that the sequel, if this had a budget of $165 million, the budget you could get now with Warner Brothers oh. Discovery <laughs> coming together with Legendary, you're probably talking a $250 million budget, which is sort of the budget that Disney uses for just about every Avengers movie. Um, that or like Star Wars uses that sort of like that, like, uh, that's like seems to be like the baseline. I think you've got a billion dollar movie on your hands, yeah. I'm just no, there's, there's no way they they got in a very unfortunate time, they got very, very lucky because, again, as far as criticisms, um, I I really haven't seen any bad reviews. I only have TikTok and Twitter, so like, you know, I don't know what I, I you know. I, that's where I only right. see movie stuff besides, you know, the television. Um, the television, what am I, 80? <laughs> besides <laughs> the television and the 5 o'clock news. Um, but, yeah, I mean, all the dominoes are lining up perfectly for this to be really one of the next great franchise installations, like, stamped. Like, it's already, it's already in the culture. It's already, like you said... It's in memes, even even the me- like nobody's making fun of like it's all in good uh, in good spirit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything has been uh, I don't know. It's just been really well received, and it seems like it's been well received by the book community as well. Um, so yeah, I I I just like how how do you strike the lottery in a, with a movie in a time like this and have yeah? I mean, they would really have to f up. Dune Messiah. They'd really have to F up part two to not be able to keep this like going and going and going. And it's nice to have something spacey and sci-fi outside of Star Wars that's actually quality. You know what I mean? That actually like has um, substance to it and it's not just like a one-time movie. So I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the reception here. Um, 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I always go back and forth on whether I actually trust Rotten Tomatoes. Didn't we figure out that Warner I... Brothers owns Rotten Tomatoes or like one of one of the studios? Owns I don't know. IMDb. I think it's the other way around. Warner Brothers always seems to get uh, Rotten Tomatoes to me always favors Marvel. That always yeah. seem to be Except really not the really nice. Though. Yeah, Eternals is not. <laughs> it's getting it's getting kind of it's getting kind of slammed. But again, I think I think at some point. And I was talking to, with Ezra, uh, or, you know, Ezra about this on 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 our most recent hyperspace hangout episode. At some point, you're going to keep diving down the list of characters that nobody knows, and you can only prop up so many characters that nobody knows. And there's a reason some of these characters are like, you know, B to C to like D list characters. It's because they're mm-hmm. just not that cool. They're not that like they're just not that exciting. And it's like. I'm sure there are people out there that are hardcore Eternals fans. It's like I think I think like like you okay, you made Ant Man cool. That's a win. Yeah, that was right? a big you feat. Made I remember being Guardians like, Ant Man. You made the Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy cool. Okay, like who are the Eternals? Why are we supposed to know about them? Why are we supposed to care about them? I mean, eventually you're gonna be trying to make like a Jubilee only X Men movie and you're like her powers are that she shoots sparklers out of her hands. It's like okay. That can only go so far. Yeah. Okay? Like. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I don't know. I, I know it's going to be really beautiful to look at. I'm excited to see Angelina Jolie actually be like 
Absolutely. You know, she's fucking, she's like, you know, when, in terms of, you know, female presenting people, uh, in terms of action, she's one of the biggest chicks in act. I mean, oh, 100%. throughout the years. And so I'm super jacked to see her. I'm excited to see Selma Hayek, but, um, and I'm excited to see the boys again, to see Kit and Richard, um, and a lady named Cersei, like, Right. How they make you know that, that work um, out? <laughs> so you know that the the Black Knight, right? Is that uh, the Dane, the, the Duke, uh, Dane? Is it Dane Duke or what's the name of the character? Yeah. Is that it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So so much actually of the House Dane in A Song of Ice and Fire, Game of Thrones, right? Who in the books is actually still to this day a big possibility is actually Jon Snow's. Parents, I was gonna say Jon's sort of playing Ray a Garland, freaking Dane. Who's played by Kit Harrington, who plays John, who plays Jon Snow. Yes, there is so much, uh, uh, so much of Ashara's little boy moving up in the world. <laughs> right, exactly. So it's just kind of interesting that that is sort of the the um, the inspiration. Yeah, Dane. Uh, let me see here. What is what is his name? It is um yeah Dane the Black Knight. Yeah Dane Whitman. I think is, is he is and is name. he uh is he like a gray character? Is he a villain? Is he a is he a? I'm I'm unsure. I'm okay. not super. I'm not super familiar, um with with this character. Yeah. I'm excited to see. I think they said that uh for I think like the first time in like a Marvel movie or story they reference uh the superhero zeitgeist in the world like i think at some point uh richard madden's character says something like i'm not superman because like he could do right. the laser eyes or something so i don't know i yeah we'll we'll see marvel you know like you said it either sticks with you or you know it's just another marvel right. movie whatever um but uh as far as spider-man i still haven't seen the trailer i think i'm gonna go into the movie in december know, yeah. kind of blind but there's a I think it's Empire Magazine or one of the the movie right. ma- magazines has a new cover and it's Spider Man and it's got the the awk the, the new poster it was like yeah. just released yeah and you can see Green Goblin in the back yeah I'm excited for that I actually I haven't actually seen the other two Spider Man movies the Tom oh Holland. have you not seen okay I haven't seen I haven't I haven't seen either I haven't seen either of those obviously I've seen them in Avengers and Civil War. But I haven't seen either of those. I'll make, uh, I'll make still, a deal I think with I'm, you. I think I'm just going to go watch it regardless. My, might as well. I still have to see The Amazing Super or Spider-Mans. So I still need to watch. Oh, so I good. still need to take him in. I need to watch Andrew Garfield do his thing. Because um, only, I've only ever heard you say great things about his uh, I love, I Spider-Man. Love, I love both. I actually think Andrew Garfield is easily one of the most underrated actors. Absolutely. Um, everything I've seen him, I mean, like, Hacksaw Ridge, he is phenomenal. And a character that I feel like I could, I mean, obviously this guy is like a super, like, war hero or whatever, but he's like ultra-religious, like, you know, type of thing. Oh, yeah, huh. Is that the yeah, one Martin Scorsese did? Or no? I don't know. It has, okay. it has Vince Vaughn in it. Okay. Um, and like it's really nice seeing Vince Vaughn in sort of a serious uh, movie because mm-hmm. um, he hasn't really been in that many sort of serious movies. He is in this movie. Well, I'll bring it all back. Uh, but Vince Vaughn is in this movie. I think it's called Domestic, like disturbance. Oh, it's or like a nine. Like is it like a nineties kind it's like of? A, late it's like 90s a movie? late nineties, early two thousands movie is- where it's like. Bruce with Wilson? John Travolta. John Travolta. No, it's John Travolta. And it's like, 
it's like he play is like John Travolta is is you know the dad and he's like the ex his like ex wife is getting married to Vince Vaughn and Vince Vaughn's kind of like this jerky is stepdad. Is he not nice and then to the kid? To find out he's actually yeah. And then you come out to find out he's actually sort of like a mob boss or something like that. And then then yeah, it's a it's all deal. But it's like it's actually pretty good. It's like a pretty good movie. Like they had him they had him play a mob. Uh, mafia California LA mafia kind of character in the second season of True Detective um that show that really popped off its first season everybody loved it and then for some reason the second season came out and everybody was like so he was in it but he he got these like kind of weird monologues and I I enjoyed his character I I don't remember him getting good reviews for it not that I give two shit you know not that I give two shits but like you said it's nice to see him um yeah, outside of that kind of comedy, that rambly thing that he he's so good at doing. Right. Um, but yeah, maybe and then maybe uh, he'll be Terry and then Terry Polo is in it uh, as well. She's from she Meet the is right. You know what? It's, it's like I'm actually looking at her career, and it's like so crazy <laughs> to think that her career is basically held to the like Meet the Parents, Meet the Fockers sort of like. She's actually like really good, and she's, she's been in a lot she's of like, stuff. She's she's good in like serious roles, but it's like she'll ne- that's like what she will be remembered for. It's just so Hollywood. It's just so so interesting, Isn't to see it? Like how it, yeah. how how your career goes, and what what you end up getting uh, known for. That's why it's uh, that's why like these actors that are in this movie. That's I mean, we've already talked about Oscar Isaac, but like Jason Momoa, like. He, he's Aquaman. He's called Drogo. He's Duncan Idaho. Like, holy he's shit, Conan, dude. The barbarian. For, he's, for, uh, yeah. for being somebody who's not the world's best actor, you know what I mean? He's not out there picking up freaking Academy Awards, but damn, dude, you can say Jason Momoa and you can think of three or four just stamped. Like, I don't know why I keep coming back to this word, but like, once it's stamped on you, you're, you're, you're there. You know, you're, you're like, yeah. And then now you've got Timothy Chalamet, who he's fucking Paul, and he's going to be playing, I think, Willy Paul Wonka. Trades. Yeah, he's Paul yep. Atreides. He's going to be Willy Wonka. Like, and then Zendaya. I mean, she didn't have much to do in this first movie, but like, I'm sure she'll be amped up in Messiah. Is and she, like, was she something like before Mary Jane? Because I feel like, like, I feel like, or does she like do modeling or something? Because I feel was, like everyone uh, really knows who she is, and I'm like, I don't know. Who Disney. This, I Disney. feel like I should. She's a dude. Okay. She played this like uh, I think it was Casey undercover. She was like a, a like she lived in a spy family trying to have a normal that life. That sounds yeah. like that. And then okay, she that just, seems like it makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. And then you know, of course, as soon as she turned eighteen, everybody wants her. Exactly. In all the movies, Casey. Yes, Casey undercover. Yes, is some sort of Disney. Okay. And she's that makes sense. She's That's a what producer. I and then of course she was in. Basically, she's in Spider-Man, and then just yeah, going on from there, yeah. That, uh, there's an HBO show called Euphoria. She did Lola Bunny. Which one? In Space Jam. The new Space Jam. Oh, she played Lola Bunny? Did she really? Yeah. Ah, good for her. Well, so now she's part of the HBO family because, uh, Dune, right. uh, you know, um, the, the Space Jam was, Space Jam. Uh, Warner Brothers, um, there's a pretty big HBO show, I haven't watched it yet, it's like a teen mental health whatever show it's called euphoria i think it like deals with partying and drugs and stuff and um gotcha. i think she's a producer on it so like for yeah she's being in a it. young yeah. 
young and out there, she's, I think she, uh, she's got a game plan, so. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, as soon as you say, like, what, like, it's like, people, like, you say her name, and it's like, and I, I, I'm like, I don't really know this, this person. But no, she is uh, really tall, so the modeling thing would make sense. You would think that, you'd think that she'd be, well, Yeah, I just figured, because it's, it's, it's also one of these, like, one name things, you know, and it's like, okay, well, I guess, you know, it's like, I, I, sh- I, sh- I should, I, I should know it. And so sometimes it's like, they're either like a sing. it's typically if you have like a one name thing, yeah. you're either like a singer or like a model. And I'm trying to remember, you know, I don't know something. if she went into music, but I know that her, her and Tom Holland came out as a couple. So Mary Jane and Spider-Man uh, are together in real life, which is good. Yeah, that's always interesting. Um, Every time I hear Tom Holland talk, like not using an American accent, it is so... Incredibly he is, weird. <laughs> he is so British, like so British. Uh-huh. And you know the funny thing is, and this to, is the funny thing is, is that every time I hear Benedict Cumberbatch speak in an American accent, it weirds me out. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> um, when he's Doctor Strange, the way his his American Doctor Strange accent is is so like. Do you have a second Bizarre. personality hiding in there or right. something? Because, like, yeah, that's not, it's, it's yeah, not typically normal. One thing Dune did right, they let, uh, they didn't mess with anybody's accents. It looks like they just let everybody just talk <laughs> the way they talk. And I think that's, that's good. Because, like, Lord of the Rings, you got right. Viggo Mortensen kind of doing the British thing, but not really, you know, Game of Thrones, God forbid, they let any American besides Peter Dinklage, uh, you know, do any, I, I, yeah. Yeah, but I don't think there's any, I don't think there's really any Americans in that show outside of him. Mm-mm. I mean, I'm sure there are, but there can't be that many. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think they want people coming in and doing the... The, the Harry Potter, you know, a, a freaking Harry Potter character of a, of a character. Right. Of, a, of an accent, yeah, so. But, so. Um, all right, well, I'm looking here. I don't really see anything else sort of here on on Dune. Um, I, I loved it. I give it, a, for me, it's 10 out of 10. Yeah. I mean, I, I at worst, I could say 9 out of 10, and I feel like the sequel is definitely going to be a 10 out of 10. For me, I loved everything about it. I thought the ending was just a little abrupt, but it was kind of like, okay, cool, here we go. Desert like, power, oh, I'm oh, in. It's over. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> and it was two and a half hours, but it didn't feel incredibly long. No, I, I, I thought it. I thought it might. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, I'm ready for more. I need. There's, I have so many questions, and I need so many answers. And I'm just got to dive into the books until 2023. Yep, I think uh, I think that's the next step is the is the books, and then we can talk to Jimmy about it and uh, get some more right. get some more uh, insight. But yeah, no, I think uh, Frank Herbert is like having a great time in the grave, probably being right. like people think my stuff is cool, you know. Um, I know. Isn't that, the, isn't that just the saddest? You know, it's like it just goes on to be like mega success after the die. I mean, obviously it was successful. And there was a movie and stuff like that, but it's not like you get to see it like you could today, where it's like, oh no, this is like you know, this is like this is what I envisioned right when I was writing it. Yep, yep. So, you know, R.I.P. Frank. I hope you're. I hope you're enjoying all the uh, all the the the, the reviews the and the fan fanfare, the fanfare. You know, so 
yeah, I ten yeah ten out of ten. Super excited for the second one, and um, really no complaints. I mean, I only had to close my eyes when they showed a uh, what's his face in the black that black goo when he was healing, oh, yeah. and then you got that which like, has just become like <laughs> meme central. It's like the memes <laughs> for everything now. But you know what? I I've never seen um real quick. I've never seen Apocalypse Now. It's a Francis Ford Coppola uh, military Vietnam War movie. And um, there's a couple shots that are, um, there's Marlon Brando. He's kind of bigger, um, like, size-wise in this role, and he's got a shaved head. And there's one point where he's soaking in, like, a hot tub or a hot spring. And the shot is the same shot where you see uh, Stellan Skarsgård, like, sitting in that black pool with the steam. And he goes to, like, put his hand on his head. And it is shot for shot the same as the as from Apocalypse Now. So if you see anything like that come up, it's it's really cool. I like when movies outside of you know the universe get a little nod or paid tribute to or something, um, and it just kind of shows you the darkness of this character. So it'll be interesting to see the slug the slug Baron in uh, in part two. Yeah. And just and and where it goes, but yeah, awesome. Yeah. Wait, well, hey, thanks for having me on, Sarah. Thanks, Matt. It's great. I always love I always love coming on, chatting about well, really anything. Uh, to be entirely honest, but definitely movies and certainly Warner Brothers movies. Yeah, like, a, that seems to I'm be. A a Warner thing Bro- I'm a Warner Brothers homer. <laughs> so, uh, well, thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. Um, again, everybody knows at this point where to uh, where to find you. So um, I'll do a I'll do exactly. a little outro here soon, but um, yeah, thanks again for your time. I always appreciate it. Absolutely, any time. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna push. Stop recording. Yeah. <laughs>